right now. You might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello and welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen, um, and we will be talking about transportation issues for the disabled today. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, this show airs on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, um, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you'd like to join me in my chat window on Zoom, please give us a call. Um, it is 1-646-558-8656. The meeting ID is 465-172-882. And of course, any um, long distance charges will be applied to that. So let's get started. Sometimes I think I should name these shows Erica's Rant About the State of Being Disabled in the U.S. Um, today's topic is one I've been wanting to speak about for a while. I do not own a car. I can't drive. My entire life has spent, been spent by figuring out how I'm going to get around the town I live in or the city I live in. Um, and I don't think people realize how much of a big, um, part of your life it is, um, it affects pretty much everything. It affects your job, it affects, you know, whether you have access to food in some cases. Um, medical care, it's definitely a factor for medical care especially. Um, certain, some cities are better at transportation, mass transit than others. Um, I find that a lot of it has to do with the basic infrastructure of the city in question. Eastern cities such as Maryland, New York, um, other, other cities on the East Coast seem to have a better time with mass transit than um, states on the West Coast. This is probably because... The, those cities are much more closely packed together, and so it's easier to get like a bus line in there or perhaps a trolley or train. Um, Western cities are more spread out. They tend to be, in some cases, even have dirt roads and other undeveloped parts of the state. So I can see the challenges for the different cities in trying to provide mass transit services. However, I would encourage the city legislatures to really look into how they deal with transit in general and paratransit 
and other ways for the disabled to get around the city because it can be very tough. I live in a city that is very car dependent. Luckily, I have good friends that will help me out. I do take the bus system. The bus system here is limited, um, which is difficult. Sometimes the bus only runs, you know, every 40 minutes or is late. That's often an issue as well. Um, and that can be rough. Um, if you have to walk to a bus station or stand there for a very, for a long time in heat or extreme cold, that's not, you know, um, that's not comfortable. Um, from somebody who has experienced it firsthand, it's not comfortable. Um, so what I think the cities need to do and that they're not doing, at least in my city, is focus on infrastructure. Now, nationwide, there's been a lot of talk, at least in the U.S., about building infrastructure that's usually building roads between states um, and other national projects like dams and bridges and such like that. Um, when you're talking about a your infrastructure for your city or your town, or even the rural areas, you're talking about usually the mayor's office, the city leg legislature, sometimes the state. Um, I do feel that mass transit gets left out of the equation quite a lot um, when these folks in the government um, consider where to put their money. Um, I do know and I do sympathize that creating mass transit that actually works, that is on time and regular and doesn't take, you know, 15 buses to get to your destination is difficult. It is. Um, but it's one of those things where you won't get anything accomplished if you don't try. Um... There is one other thing, well, a couple of other things that disabled people can do to get around their city. A lot of cities like my, my city have what's considered to be a paratransit system. This can be, um, this can be built by your county, your city. Um, I know a lot of, Insurance is like Medicare and Medicaid contract with individual paratransit uh, systems. This is a system in which usually someone you meet at a, at a predetermined time, somebody within a company that specializes in paratransit meets you at your starting point, usually your house or your apartment, and takes you to wherever, usually either shopping or um, medical appointments. The problem with the paratransit system as it stands right now, at least in my city, and I would hope you guys would come in and chat and see if this is the same in your area, is that it's woefully inadequate. It's terribly um, understaffed. Um, often you'll get to your doctor's appointments several hours early. Um, and I've known 
patients, especially if they're looking at their medical appointments, to wait several hours after their appointment in order to get a ride home. This kind of leaves you in a in a bind. Um, other than you know wanting to get home and you know being you know not wanting to sit in somebody's office for you know two hours it definitely cuts into a disabled person's time as does the bus um you know having to wait rather than get into a car it cuts back on time where you could be doing other things now I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, poor me, poor disabled community, they have it rough. I think communities do try. I don't think they're trying enough, though. I think that when it comes to infrastructure, um, I feel that disabled folks are often last on the list, if, if at all. Um, you also have to consider your city layout. Like I said, um, eastern cities are quite packed together, close together. Um, western cities are more spread out. In my opinion, if you have a spread out city, you have to um, account for that and really look at your transit system and say, hey, okay, we have a city that's quite you know, has a lot of distances between locations. What can we do to make this transit process as easy and smooth smooth for the disabled people out there and those also that don't have a car for whatever reason? Um, I think that it people really, really, truly do need to sit down and think about these issues, and I don't think that we're hearing that. I, I don't think that a lot of people recognize that as a huge issue and it really should be. Um, so yeah, I, I'm struggling here because I think that in general the disabled population is underserved. I wish that wasn't the case. Um, it, it, like, like, we've been talking about getting around is very, very difficult. And I know a lot of people, um, myself included sometimes are restricted to their neighborhood or their home. Um, some folks even can't get out, you know, on a day to day basis because there's simply not enough transportation to, to provide, you know, to accommodate them. Um, and it's not adequate um, transportation either. Um, next section, what I'm going to be talking about is some of some of the more some of more of some of the pitfalls of mass transit um, and what I do to kind of get around that. Um, so I hope you'll meet me at the next section. Again, I'm Erica Hansen. You're listening to the New Hyde Show on education. Today we're talking about transportation for the disabled. See you in the next section.
Hello and welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. I am Erica Hansen, your host for today. We were talking about disabled uh, folks, the disabled community, and transportation. What works, what doesn't. Um, and unfortunately, in the last segment, it was a lot of what doesn't work. Um, I have spoken with disabled individuals. I was in the medical field previous to this, and a lot of the folks, a lot of the patients I spoke with were very frustrated. Again, as I mentioned, specifically with the paratransit system, in that, as I mentioned last episode, they are often having to wait to get picked up for a return trip, you know, over two hours. Or, or arrive two hours early for their appointment. Um, also, there has been some concern I've heard from disabled folks in the past that the drivers that are hired are not really educated in the ways to handle disabled people. Um, so, you know, things, basic certifications, like do you have a CPR license? Do you know how to treat somebody in a wheelchair? Do you know how to get the wheelchair into the um, van, you know, how do you deal with someone who might have a seizure? How, you know, things like that, you know, and I've heard from a lot of disabled folks that the training either is inadequate or just not there. And that is fairly dangerous. Um, you know, you're putting people's lives at risk for that. Um, I would, I mentioned last episode that I would talk about how I deal with the issues of my city and how I get around. It is a very spread out city. Um, and the transit system here is not great. It is not what I would like to see. Um, my city is, is very, very car dependent. Um, it's one of the most well, I feel like it's one of the most car-dependent states out there. I don't know if that's actually true. Um, I know that California also is very car-dependent, although I have a feeling that their transit system is better than ours. Anyway, um, so what I usually do is, as far as getting transit to and from things such as groceries or... Um, you know, doctor's appointments, build a community around yourself, whether that's friends, family, neighbors. Um, if you need to get to a food shelter, like a, a food bank, is there anybody else in your community that you know that you guys can double up and maybe go to the food bank together or, you know, make a shopping trip together? The other thing I use is is the transit system, the bus that we currently have. Um, it's all right. I, for your city, whatever city you live in, I would recommend checking it out. Like I said, in some of the um, closer built cities like New York, they would probably have a better transit system than I do. Um, Generally speaking, I don't like transferring more than two buses. It's long. It's tedious. So I do try to manage my time a lot. 
that's a part of transportation for disabled folks is managing your time um, effectively, I think. And it's something that I try to do um, because you have to, if you're riding the bus especially, you have to factor in what is the time, the timing mostly, you know, is the bus going to be early? Is the bus going to be late? Are you going to be able to make your connection? That has to be factored in. Usually for the bus, I get there about 20 minutes, 10 minutes to 20 minutes early, um, which really means that I'm sitting there and cooling my heels for a while, but you know, it's what I have to do. Um, I also, I was previously using taxis. Taxis are very, very expensive. Um, I wouldn't recommend it unless you have an appointment that is, you know, way far out there and you can't get a bus to that area. Um, mostly now I actually use Uber or Lyft. Um, in my personal opinion, Uber and Lyft were like a godsend to the disabled community here um, because you have a car, you know, there in front of you in less than 15 minutes. I've never had to wait um, more than 15 minutes, maybe 20 if it's rush hour and the traffic's really bad. Generally speaking, I like those two services. I would say you do need to be careful. I mean, you're getting into a car with a stranger, basically. I have not had any problems at all. Um, people who drive Lyft and Uber generally are very, very nice. They do it as a side job or like they're college students trying to get a little bit extra money. Um, but, you know, if, if you're in a pinch, if you are in a situation where you're kind of in a situation where you need to get out and there's no other option, Uber and Lyft are there now and they're spreading across the country. If they're not in the major states now, then they soon will be. Um, although I do think they're now around the country. The problem with Uber and Lyft and even um, taxis is that they're very expensive. Um, generally speaking, as far as a doctor's appointment, I pay $20, um, and $20, $20 going, $20 going back. So that's $40 round trip. Well, if I have a lot of doctor's appointments and they're very far away and something I can't access by bus, then I'm could be paying up to $60 a week depending on where I need to go. Um, and that can be frustrating. So again, as far as transportation affecting how you live, that's another thing you have to budget. You have to make sure that there is some sort of, um, you know, cash or, or money in your account that can accommodate you know, you're, you're having to use these services sometimes on a moment's notice. I I've had to do that. Um, so Uber and Lyft are good. They are very expensive. 
Um, they are less expensive than a taxi service that, or at least that I've come across. They're about half the price of a taxi service. Um, you know, that's basically this entire episode is in some ways me pleading with, you know, the, the legislatures in our country, whether they're, um, state level or national to please put infrastructure in infrastructure that is matters and is effective. That's another thing is that someone can have a great idea and on paper, it could look like a great idea on paper, but is it effective for the people it's trying to help? You know, think about again, waiting in the heat and the cold. You want buses that are more frequent you want buses that are safer. You want drivers that are aware that people with disabilities are getting on their, on their bus. Um, I've had that happen. I don't know if I mentioned this in the, in a previous podcast, but there was one point where I was making my way to a seat on a bus and the driver hit the gas and because I have CP and my balance is so bad, I hit the floor. What he said to me after I got up was, I didn't know. And that's one of the things that you need to look out for as a bus driver. You're not going to know. You will not know what issue that person getting on your bus is has. Not everybody is in a wheelchair. Not everybody has a cane. And I think that is also goes back to the training as far as the paratransit systems. There really needs to be sensitivity training. There needs to be a better infrastructure. There needs to be more options for disabled people to get around their cities. Otherwise, this is not going to be, you know, disabled friendly. And that's what we're all working for. So I hope you've enjoyed this um, podcast. I certainly enjoyed talking with you. Um, if you have any questions, please give me a, any, shoot me an email at h at newheightseducation.org. Or of course, I always have my Zoom chat open during the podcast. So if you'd like to talk to me live, I'm always available during the podcast. Um, so I hope I hope to see you guys again next week for all the new people. Welcome. And I hope to see you again next Thursday. Stick around for New Heights Education Educational Group's August announcements. They have a lot of great things happening in August. Check it out. They're a great group. I love them to death. Here are your announcements for the month of August. Happy birthday to the following people. Margot Calloway, Kelly Warline and Sheila Wright, Dr. Christy Taylor, Bruno Patrick Moses, Bianca Martinez, and happy anniversary to the following people. Greg and Pamela Clark for 31 years of marriage, 
and Marina Klemy for volunteering with New Heights for six years on August 28th. Pamela Clark, Executive Director of the New Heights Educational Group, has been named as a recipient of a $500 grant from the National Society of High School Scholars and recognized as an innovation educator. Um, and it, the National Society of High School Scholars recognizes educators who are leading innovators in their field and are implementing innovation in the classroom and in their techniques. Also, we do have um, sponsorship packages for our radio show, and we are looking to move to uh, Voice America this fall, um, and we would go from 200,000 some listeners to 3.5 million listeners so it's a very unique advertising um, opportunity. So if you're interested, please call 419-786-0247. Email us at newheightseducation at yahoo.com. Visit our website at newheightseducation.org. Thanks a lot and have a great month.